G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Traders Chat with myself, Lou, and Reese. Today, we're going to be talking a bit about BUSD and what's going on with that, the uh, staking debacle with Kraken. And we'll have a look at the charts and cover a few more bits and pieces. So stick around for this episode. It's going to be a cracker. But for now, a few words to keep the lights on from our sponsors. And BitGet have partnered up as we've done extensive research on what we believe to be the best trading platform for margin traders on the market today. We've got a full tutorial on how to raise orders and how to get access to your trading account, as well as a 10% trading fee discount if you click and sign up with the link below. With great liquidity and great order systems, this is the premier platform for us going forward. Join up with the link in the description to get 10% off your trading fee. Beautiful. All right, boys, so what's happening? Uh, in the crypto world, it's a little oh, bit happening. Small, but, little uh, bit. <laughs> I think for us, wise, not much, not too much. How about you, Lou? Um, yeah, not, not much for me. Just a nice weekend and... Um, yeah, feeling good with the markets at the moment, feeling in flow. A bit quieter coming into this month after a pretty crazy month mm. in profits in January, which was good. Yeah, there was heaps yeah. of activity through Jan. Uh, I was away for most of that. Um, but look, kind of a bit baffling. You know, we, we've seen we've seen the market kind of, I guess, try and tell us it wants to go lower. And then yesterday, breaking down of the daily candle, but not really going anywhere. And now we're, today especially, um, which is the 14th of February. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, on today, like today, we're not seeing... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Happy Valentine's Day. How rude of me. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, Race, happy right. Valentine's Thank Day, you. Craig. I've been waiting for my flowers. <laughs> yeah, they're on their way. They're on their way. <laughs> so we, we, we've just seen a bit of marsh, really. It's it's not the market. Like, the only thing I'm saying at the moment, uh, I said out to the community members in Discord group, is um, essentially... Looking for little breakout levels, a couple of opportunities in spot traded against BTC. But look, at the moment, the, the best piece of advice I'm giving myself is to step back a bit and just watch because we need that direction to come back and we're just not seeing it at the moment. So you boys seen anything different out there? Not really. No, just focusing on those key levels, those daily and monthly levels. Yeah, and just a few um, opportunities in the big get spot list. That's all. Yeah, sweet. But not nothing nothing like January where, where we're seeing... Everything popping up at once. There's that uneasiness. Just be selective. So, Reese, what's been going on in the uh, fundamental world and the news and whatnot? Give us a lowdown on that. Yeah, so just a quick look at the news. So, Kraken, uh, at the end of last week, have seized their staking options in the US because the SEC have come after them, um, saying that it's a security, uh, which is unfortunate. So, Coinbase have also come out and said that they're going to fight that if they need to, saying that it passes... Uh, their Howie test, which was a past case um, where someone fought the SEC in court and I believe they won. So mm. I'm not sure if they won. I should probably check that. <laughs> Don't fact check me on that. But um, the, yeah, so uh, Kraken are stopping their staking for their US members, which is a bit of a hit, unfortunately. It just seems like every single time there's some innovation that everyday normal people can take advantage of to potentially better themselves. And look, let's let's put the brakes on that for just one second because staking and whatnot has obviously, you know, we saw BlockFi, we saw um, uh, Celsius, we've seen many of these companies that had these great returns, APYs, all that, go under. So we've got, I can understand why they're being a bit more cautious because when it works, it works great and you just hold your crypto and you get paid for holding your crypto in one spot. Beautiful, great, good, 
much better interest rates than what we're seeing at the moment. Uh, and it's a good option for people that are long-term holders. But the trust factor needs to be there with the platform. The problem that I see is that it's a very overreaching, you know, um, government control again on our money. And don't forget what crypto is. It's, you know, not your key, not your crypto, but also obviously you're not holding your keys when you're staking. But the thing is, is that it's money for the people. That's what Bitcoin was there to do. And now they're saying, well, you can have Bitcoin, but you can't do anything with it. You can't do this with it. Well, not anything, but you can't do this with it. You cannot take advantage of other things. If you're a sophisticated investor, you can be doing whatever you want. So if the rich, you've got options. But for anybody else trying to get rich, no, we must oversee everything and look over you and make sure that you're not allowed to make any. Da, 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 da. It's really quite frustrating in that regard. And I'm not surprised to see it happen. Uh, I'm also not surprised to see well, if, if we do see a whole bunch more crackdown on crypto and exchanges for that same reason, because FTX was much more of a blowout than uh, any of the staking things. So I think Kraken had to pay a $30 million fine or something like that. $30 million, yeah. Pretty and big fine. It's a big fine, but they're a big business. Um, but still, it's, you know, I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of one of those hindsight things. It's like, hang on. You're just making the rules up and then finally say you can't do it and let give me, you know, six months to unwind it or something and, mm -hmm. and make clients whole into, you know, okay, look, regulations have changed. Let's change with that. But just slapping it with a fine, it just it just seems I don't know. I, I don't like the way it sounds. It's just so much control yet again. It just seems like the SEC have their greedy little fingers and just are chasing to get a you know quick wins, which is really frustrating. But looping back to the Howie test, sorry. Um they actually lost in court against the SEC, but that case was the reason that we've got four fundamental um, pillars, I guess, as to decide what is a security and what's not. So the first is an investment of money in a common enterprise with an expectation of profit and to be derived from others' efforts. So what's... I'd be interested to understand what is the difference or the differentiation between profits and you know income because if you look at it like let's say you're talking about a house right a house let's say mm. you buy a house and you get a rental yield of five percent right so you get five percent um if you can get five percent net after costs beautiful you're doing really well there because that's an income right that's that's an income coming to you i don't think they class that in the same degree but why is it that if we're using other assets that we hold and own that we call that's called an investment and we're looking for it to gain is it because if we stake with a stable coin we're not looking to gain anything of the growth of the stable coin i can understand it for bitcoin ethereum whatever else because we're using an asset that we hope that will increase in value and getting paid a yield based on holding that asset inside of the platform but if it's a stable coin it's essentially doing exactly what a bank does exactly yeah 100 percent. why why like i get one percent interest in my bank account every month why like ING hasn't been taken to hasn't hasn't been given a fine by the SEC for that. What, no. What's the difference? There is no difference. It's the same thing over and over again. This is what I was talking to Reese about. Like um, when FTX went down, um, the big FUD surrounding after like once FTX went down was Binance was being investigated by, by the DOJ, and then it, now it's now it's stable coins are being investigated now. It's it's aliens, yeah, true. <laughs> true. And, and it, it's just it's like it's ridiculous. It's like and the one thing the SEC, if you tell you what for me at least, if anything, all this is 
is to cover up from the bigger picture on how the F on how the SEC completely screwed up with regulating FTX because they were the most regulated exchange in the space. If anything, conspiracy theory alert. <laughs> oh, sorry for putting it out there. <laughs> if anything, if anything, it's just to cover up that because I haven't heard one peep out of the SEC about FTX in the last since FTX went down. Yeah, it's Just been so. pretty quiet since then. Hasn't it? There, it, it may be. You know, often it's like, um, yeah. you know, if you've got a child, a teenager who who smokes pot, let's say, and and you sort of say, oh, it's not a big deal. We'll have a little conversation about it. And then they end up doing meth. It's like, shit, now I've got to come down like with the heavy hand of the law. And you overdo it on the second. Swinging a hand, dude. Uh, you overdo it uh, on the second one because you stuffed up on the first one. Well, not everybody stuffed up. You did. You stuffed up. Don't make us all suffer for your stuff up, you know? Like, yes, FTX fooled them. I mean, Gary Gensler or whatever his name is, a big part of it. I mean, they definitely cocked up there. Um, would they be able to see that? Well, they should have had exposure to it. They should have been able to see because that's their job. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have had so many failings over the years. I think what they're doing is they're just sort of going out for headlines trying to smash and grab and say, look, we do care. We do have power. You must obey. And it's like, you dickheads, you failed before and now you're overdoing it for the things that are legit, you know? Uh, again, not I'm not saying Kraken's good or bad. I'm just saying that it seems like it's a very heavy hand of the law. And Reese, just kind of segueing off what you just said about stablecoins, uh, Lou, what is it that they were saying about stablecoins? The SEC, you want to jump into that one? Half of Binance. Yeah. BUSD yeah, so, um, CZ actually put a tweet out. Lou just sent me sent me this tweet about um, BUSD um, being looked at by the SEC, uh, which is unfortunate as well. So, how, like, how is a stablecoin an investment where you expect to profit from that investment? It just it's a stablecoin. I think I think that look I, I'm in two minds about this, um, and the reason being is this: I'm all for stablecoins. Like they're the best place. Like that, that's where you keep your profits, right? That's what you do. You make you make your profits. You bank it in stablecoins, and the markets are falling, and you buy the projects you like. When the market's going up, you invest your stables into projects that you want. You hopefully get a bit more profit out of it that way, and you you know you work it as a tool, as a trader and investor. The thing I I am okay about. When it comes to stable coins and the SEC or any governing body overseeing body, hopefully not overreaching body, I am okay with them making sure that the balance is there. So can you imagine, right? For just let's take a, a, a screw the banks hat off and let's put on the hat of let's keep ourselves protected. If USDT or BUSD, because that's like got a it's top three, sorry, top ten coin in stables as USDC, USDT, and BUSD. If any one of those happen to have a problem and do a UST style de-pegging and fail, that is going to send our market into an even worse position. So regulation for regulation's sake, bad. Regulation for safety's sake, for a realistic reason, as in, i.e., just prove this thing is real, you know, prove that the you say it's got 50 billion. Well, where is that? What is that? How is it backed? What is, how does that work? That I'm okay with because imagine if you'd just made yourself, you know, your first million bucks or something and you're going, right, bam, I'm going to sell them in stablecoin. I'm going to diversify in a property, maybe buy some stocks, buy myself a new hat or whatever it is that tickles your fancy, a new hat. That would be very, very uh, 
low key making it. Anyway, you know, and then it's gone because of somebody's mistake yet again. I get that. I don't know if that's what they're going after, but I do applaud, you know, proof of the actual stable coin being, well, stable. I, I think I'm just used to saying the SEC going after people, but in this case, it's the New York Department of Financial Services. Um, so, the, so Paxos is the company, I believe, that um, are minting BUSD and they've been told to stop minting it by the New York Department of Financial Services. Um, so, you know, as a result, uh, CZ saying that the BUSD market cap will only decrease over time, um, but they'll continue looking into this, which is the SEC. What are they? Where does all this money go when they slap fines on people? Where does that money go? Does it go in their pockets? Also, also mind to- you, sorry, just quickly, Paxos is a fully regulated and audited company. Just FYI. All also, their money. That's 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 why they have a, a New York financial license, and they have audits like Tether does. They have audits published every month. Yeah, Just right. say, but but so it'll be interesting to see what. Yeah, like why why they're not fighting it. I'm I'm not sure. Let's let's have a look. I think they are. They should be. Well, they should be. The thing is, is that. You know, it's like arguing with an angry mother. Sometimes you're best to just walk away. Mm. Whether you're right or whether you're wrong, sometimes it's best to just go, you know what, mum, you're right. I'm going. I, I can't be bothered with this. So I can get it if they don't fight it. And I don't think that raises any red flags because, you know, you don't tackle an elephant. You get the hell away from an elephant. You try and keep it a distance from the elephant so the elephant can't hurt you. That's the sort of way that you know, the SEC and these massive organizations operate is that if you can sort of not work in the shadows because the shadows, they go looking for you, but if you can work in plain sight, but not stand out, you know, if you can conform and do all the right things, then you're less likely to be pointed out and, and shut down. But what's the repercussions of this? Like I'm looking at Twitter right now and on business and finance trending is USDT with 36,200 tweets. So it's obviously... Every time anything comes yeah. up about stable coins, it's always US dollar tether that keeps popping up. Well, being, what's what's uh, happening is is that on chain, everyone's selling their BUSD and USDC and converting it into tether because tether isn't regulated by the US government. But USDC is through um, Circle. Is it Circle? Is it? I thought it was consensus. Oh, is it consensus? Hang on, I might, be, I might be getting the C words mixed up. I'm getting confused here. So they're selling their USDC as well because that could come under US scrutiny. Is that right? It could, it could come under scrutiny of a financial body in the United States. Now, there's something about that that doesn't really make sense, though, to me, because when the United States sanctions countries... They sanction countries because the United States government owns the US dollar. So if you so if you or I have US dollars in our bank account, technically the United States government, because they own those dollars, they can they they're allowed to seize that. Yeah. So I don't understand how so sure if everyone goes into USDT, but at the end of the day, USDT well, sorry, looking at USDT's website right now for transparency. They don't only hold US dollars. They hold um, gold, they hold euros, they hold yen. 
they hold they, they, they hold euros, Chinese yen, I'm pretty sure, and gold and MXN, which is mixed crypto. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, I'm looking at Any, the anyway. volumes, I'm looking at the volumes on coin market cap. And I can see here that Tether has a market cap of 68 billion. Uh, volume in the last 24 hours is 39 billion. Um, the USDC volume in the last 24 hours is 4.7 billion. And, and that comes in as, as number five in the total top 10, Tether being number three. And now at number seven is BUSD, which has had a volume of 12 billion today. So it'll be interesting to see how that continues to play out. And if any other stable coins start to sort of run up the ladder, because um, there's also true USD, which is also still quite a popular one as well. I'm not yeah. seeing it in there at the moment, but I'm also flicking through very oh, there we go. Number 53 with 945 million. So there's not much going on there. But it's just another one where, you know, the the powers that be, I mean, the US is really it's really quite interesting watching one of the you know, the most forward thinking for a period um, of time when it comes to industry, business, wealth, that sort of thing. That's how America became a powerhouse. You know, that's that's how they are, who they are today. But now they seem to be stifling all of that. Well, you've got other countries like China, uh, very big on technology and this sort of thing. You've got Russia who's talking about that sort of stuff too. Other countries, smaller countries around the world. And it's really strange to see the US opening up um, essentially like shutting their own domestic market down, but which opens up the opportunity for this key technology for other countries to come in and be dominant forces. Mm. And if we are going to move into this new era, which we are, we've got, you know, we've got AI, we've got Buddy Web 3, we've got crypto, we've got blockchain, we've got all this stuff, they're going to be left behind. And the other thing is as well is that if America were to put a proper framework in place that was acceptable to the community, crypto community, a lot of businesses are going to do business there, which will increase their jobs and it will increase their GDP because they'll be getting more tax as well from those companies. They're being forced offshore. It means the US ain't going to get dick from any of it, which is a concerning factor if, uh, if, if you're a congressperson. Mind you, they probably don't give it two hoots because they stick around until they're gone. But anyway, it's, a, it's another interesting... Um, unfolding situation in our market which seems to be a knock-on effect of the uh well, basically 2022 yeah it's concerning that companies are just getting stomped on by the sec so are they going to be forced to go overseas into different countries that are less regulated so they can progress and do their thing so we can move forward but putting us at risk yeah exactly yeah exactly they're there to protect us but uh, as long as it I, doesn't happen on their watch, they're okay with it. Yeah, I don't know anyone. You can point the finger then and say, "Told you so." Yeah, where were they when FTX yeah. collapsed? Like, are we going to get any money? Yeah. And, and look what happened happens? in no, Australia no. with FTX, the um, the regulatory body in Australia, Pave ASIC, came out after FTX went down and said, "Oh, actually, FTX got a financial services license because they bought a company with one, and it's it's actually the." The director of ASIC said, oh, it's a big loophole. Yeah. It really should get fixed, but it's not going to. Yeah. Yeah. They can't do fit and proper tests on the new owners. They can only do fit and proper on the on the actual AFSL holder. So oh. it's, yeah, it's a flaw. So, yeah, that's the saga that we're around, 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 we're going. It seems a bit ridiculous. Um, politics and this sort of stuff generally is a bit ridiculous. It moves like a cruise ship. It takes a very long time to turn. But it also, it, once it starts turning, it tends to stay in that direction for quite some time. So, you know, 
we've got um, we've got a lot of DEXs. We've got a lot of sex uh, platforms that are not in those countries. The market is not really impacted as much by this. Um, it's another little a little thing to keep an eye out for. Uh, what else is going on out there, little uh, ladies and gentlemen? Gentlemen. <laughs> so, a company called Wirex is teaming up with Visa to help use crypto as a form of payment with a card, which I thought was really interesting. Um, we've had we have heard about this before. I believe Wirex are the ones with um, you know how FTX were bringing out that card to, yeah. to use as payments. I think they were the company behind that. But now, yeah, teaming up with Visa, which is a massive one to um, to provide crypto payments in Europe. Uh, I believe the USA and forty other APAC countries. Is that is that just an extension of what Crypto.com does with their card? Is it just another company that does it, or is this something groundbreaking? Well, it's Visa. Yeah, but is they with Visa. Well. Visa? The has Visa on it, doesn't it? Does it? I'm, I don't have one. Do you I'm have not one? sure if it's. I'm not sure if they just use the Visa platform and have their own way of doing it, or or if this is an actual partnership. That's the differentiation. Well, they spoke that, about using the security features of Visa um, for the crypto payments. Okay. Well, it sounds like it's a proper partnership. That's good to see that. Well, I mean, they have to. That's the whole model. If they don't yeah. get involved and push it forward while they've got the, um, you know, not Monopoly because there are AMX, MasterCard, whatever else is out there. But if they don't start looking to this, they know they're going to get chewed out. And we've also yeah. got, are you guys, sorry, Lou? Yeah, I was just going to say like Visa, MasterCard, Amazon, like all these, all these companies, like kind of like what going off what Craig said, like it's a, like a cruise ship. And then once, and like it's slow to happen. And then once it picks a course, it sticks to that course and mm. it goes for a long time. And we've heard this, like we've been involved since what, 2016, if not a little bit beforehand. And we've heard about countries like, uh, companies, sorry, like Visa, MasterCard, um, Amazon, Google, all dipping their fingers into crypto. But, you know, over time, this will actually, yeah, will, it, it'll, it will become integrated. It is growing you know, already. Right? I mean, like you and, said, and it's growing already. Yeah. Now it's happening. And the other, the other crazy thing is as well, is that um, whilst this is going on in the background, this is happening in a bear market, in a market that is not strong. So people, these massive corporations are looking at this and going, okay, well, the price doesn't really matter. It's not going anywhere. It's going to keep being integrated. And you know what? We're going to try and help to integrate that because we can see what's coming. And if we own a market share of that space in the payment sector, we're going to do well. And it's investment from business that is very, very important because watching the, the regulators, it's like watching, I don't know, two golden retriever pups playing. They're just rolling over the top of each other, jumping up and down, running around in circles. They've got no idea what they're doing, but they're having a good time doing it because they're puppies and they've got no brains, right? Uh, that's like watching what the regulators have been doing for many, you know, for a long time. Um, so to see big business get behind it and sort of see the opportunity to seize the market, that's a big step in the right direction because business is always way ahead of the public sector, um, which is really important. So, I mean, just imagine if we could get, you know, the likes of Amazon and Apple. I mean, that that would transform everything. I'm just on YRX's website now, just quickly, guys. And it's actually, this is actually quite a big deal. Like, um, mm. like we're talking about a company that has reached to, to um, including Australia, mind you, 
but to like every first world country in the world. They're offering um, borrow stable coins starting at 0% APR. You can, inter, you can integrate Wirex with your bank accounts, supports all the top stable coins here, 250 digital assets, access institutional asset pricing, all this stuff, but they're partnered with, B, with Visa and MasterCard. So, um, so the, like, like also what I'm trying to get at here is, I don't know, something that I think we've all experienced, particularly the three of us in this market, is when there's a news flash, the news is always happens, it's always, it never predicts the future. It's always way, way behind, especially like what Craig was getting at before when it involves a regulatory body or a government. Like, it's always way, way in the past. And re and so in a way, the uh, New York financial services coming after BUSD and then you have these deals like going on with YRX, they're so far behind in the past. Yeah. And the action, what we actually should be listening to is this news over here, this signal over here. Oh, like, the private sector. Oh, the mm. private sector. And speaking of lagging, yeah. speaking of lagging, been getting a lot of attention this week talking about indicators because every two-bit influencer with half a brain is out there crossing their 50 and 200 period moving averages saying, oh, it's a big cross. Well, yep, 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 yep. Little, little annoying dogs that wake you at six in the morning barking like idiots. Um, and that's, that I'll tell you how I really feel. Uh, dead crosses don't mean jack all, ladies and gentlemen. Price leads your moving averages. Price leads indicators. Indicators don't lead price. Um, it's just a bunch of clout chasers getting their likes and whatnot. And it's an absolute complete waste of time. Yes, we have seen something called a dead cross. If you even use those moving averages, none of us do. Uh, we don't use them because we don't make decisions off of them. But the market itself has come off over the last couple of weeks. So, Lou, you want to pull your charts up, mate? We'll have a quick squeeze at Bitcoin. Just in the meantime, I just want to loop back quickly to a little conspiracy theory, I guess, is we're talking about uh, you know Visa and Wirex teaming up to payments in crypto you've got the bank of england coming out saying that they're looking into with the treasury to uh, announce a digital bitcoin um which will use the platform of cryptocurrency lol yeah, yeah. Oh, stable coins are bad you must use our stable coin because it's a government bank <laughs> stable coin. and we're only going to limit you Twenty thousand of them. You're Pardon? only allowed twenty thousand of them. Oh yeah, and then they'll have they'll have some sort of carbon system that up. You've used too much carbon this week, so you can't drive your car anymore. Control, control. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Right, charts. All right, let's have a look. Okay, uh, dominance, dominance, Bitcoin dominance. Looked at this before. I mean, do you, do you pull anything from the dominance chart these days, Craig? Like really nice weekly uptrend here, to be honest. This is what we want to see on Bitcoin, this kind of pattern, isn't it? Well, we kind of do. I mean, what, what we've got for those that are listening on this as a podcast, we've got higher lows and higher highs in the Bitcoin dominance chart. The moving averages are in the correct order for the trend. Um, they've crossed. Who cares? But they are in the right order. So that's good. And Bitcoin's dominance continues to rise. I mean, we've had a little bit of a pullback, which we've seen, and it's very similar to the Bitcoin chart, except for this week's current Bitcoin dominance week, it is up, whereas Bitcoin price itself 
is currently down. But the charts are not too dissimilar at this moment. As a matter of fact, Lee, you want to jump across to Bitcoin now and have a look because Bitcoin's had one single pullback with a higher low, whereas Bitcoin dominance has had two. So it'd be nice to see this level of 20, 21,000 or thereabouts or even the lows that we've made through here, which is what? I don't know what the actual number is. I haven't got a chart up. 20,925. So yeah, so anything around there, you know, that sort of move would be very, very nice to see us start to move higher from there. But in the same respect, we could still go lower because the daily is in a downtrend. What are your thoughts? It's just confusing. I may not. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm the same as you. Look, we, we've had this pullback here in the daily. To be honest, when Bitcoin, when I saw this candle here on Bitcoin, I was like, I smashed through that daily level. Mm. There were no buyers. But, you know, as the market does, it repeats itself. It repeats these patterns. And we've pulled into this weekly level of resistance. So um, I, I think I've got them. Just let me see here. And so there's actually a bit of a rough monthly level running through here as well. Rough. well have so, a look at that monthly. Let's talk about how much it actually moved in the month of January. Just hover your candle over the, over the, sorry, hover your cursor over the monthly candle of last month, January. Yep, just like that. No, last month. Here we go, January. What's, what's the move? Oh, you haven't got that on your charts. Oh, here. What's the move? So Should we had a 46. How much was it up? Four, okay, so it moved 46%. 46% in the month of January. And so far we've pulled back what? I think it's about 12%. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Twenty percent. Um, so look to see a bit of a pullback now, not a big deal. But one thing I will state is that when I look at these moving averages, you've got your 10 below your 20 for those on the podcast that can't see this. This is also on YouTube, by the way. For those of you that um yeah, it, we, we're back up into the cradle zone, which is a, a zone for which I look for shorts on. Now it's not the greatest of downtrends when we look at the long period of consolidation, sort of through October, November, December, and then the pop-up in January. But it isn't a monthly downtrend. So we could potentially see further downside. The weekly does have an uptrend. The daily has a downtrend. And this is the conundrum that we're facing as traders at the moment is that when you throw the four hour in, it doesn't have any real trend there either. We're not left with too many opportunities. The best thing you can do really is sit back and wait, um, brush up on your skills and uh, just try and be ready for the next move. Yeah, prepare. That's what we're telling everyone in the community, prepare. And so also, what is one thing for certain we always see? That's one thing we've been talking about a lot. After these consolidations, mm -hmm. after this consolidation, after one of these consolidations, this one's looking like this one, where, where it's always followed by, by a huge move. Mm -hmm. Every single time. That's, that's one thing we can say with uh, certainty. Consolidation is followed by expansion. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely coming. We've just got to be patient and wait, wait for the market to tell well, us. Well, the question is, how long? I mean, is the expansion going to be down or is the expansion going to be up? I mean, that's that's really where we're at yeah, now. When you look right. at the weekly, we've got an uptrend. When you look at the monthly, we've got a downtrend. When you look at the data, we've got a downtrend. We are just so confused right now. Um, it's And look, we're still about a year out, a, bit, a year and a bit from the next halving event. And the halving doesn't necessarily make Bitcoin go up immediately. Mm -hmm. It's usually the 12 months following that event that we start to, or maybe even the eight months, that we start to really see the momentum and the activity in the market. Now, we are going to potentially be faced with some different circumstances. Um, you know, you, you look at US equities, which is a major global uh, barometer for e economic health, 
Um, and you've got some people out there saying, oh, we're out of the bear market. Some people saying it's going to go much lower, as is always the case. It was always the case that we that we do see this sort of, you know, what is it going to be, which, which way? And that's why markets work, because you've got some people that want to short it and some people that want to buy it, and therefore we get volume. That's why you need to make your decision as to what you're going to do. But I just saw the S&P 500, and it had a lovely pullback there on the daily a few days back, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it actually bounced bang off off the nose off a monthly level as well, yeah, okay. on a daily level. So kind of similar to Bitcoin, really. Like yeah. Bitcoin did bounce off that monthly level to the upside, so we really want to clear that. But look, in saying that, you know, look at these charts like Ethereum and Bitcoin. This move here, a 46% move, even for Bitcoin, it's not to be sneezed at. Like no. that's a, that, that's, if, 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 if you're a person, if look, if, person. if you're listening to someone in the market that's going <gasps> short everything right now, you cannot discount this move here. No. This was huge, huge. Yeah, it and is a so big like move. There's, there's something shifting under the market. I think 20, 2023 is probably going to be a bit more chop, bit up, bit of down, which, look, it suits us as traders because we we just have to capitalise on the moments so we do get some momentum. But I think it's setting us up really, really well for 2024. Get all the crap out of the way. You know, the bear market of sort of 18, 19 was a, was a long one. It was a you know, proper 18-month, two-year type thing. Uh, and then we saw that big race after the halving event. We cannot know what the financial stability of you know the major nations of earth is going to be and whether or not the halving will have the same effect next time what we can do is we can make sure that as we're trading we're, we're stacking our sats or we're stacking our stables by profiting from the momentum and the moves that we do get when we do get them you've got to know what you're doing but the money is still there to be made perhaps not as frequently or, or not as much because when we're trading in a bull market our investment portfolio is going up Whilst we're also trading in very, very strong trends, it does give more opportunity uh, and the, the moves tend to be a little bit more cyclical. Uh, what I found in bear markets is that it's great when you are already short because it, that you might see a 10, 15% day. Now, if you've got a 15% candle, you might be on a 100 to 1 trade. It can make you a lot of money very, very quickly. But then it goes into a messy period for a long period, then it legs down. So, you know, whilst there's not as much opportunity in a bear market because of trading and investing like tends to your portfolio dips while your trading goes up if you're doing it right uh, if you're profitable it, it is something that um that we can still make money and stack those stats if, you th if people people think too short term in this space they've got to start thinking longer term and what they can do throughout the next year or so educate learn trade profit um, and even if you're not profiting make sure you're getting a skill set so that when the opportunities do come and it is a bit easier you kill the pig you know everyone in the community when the bull market comes, everyone's like, oh, everyone comes out of the bull yeah, I'm making lots of money. It's generally the people that have been sticking around and working through the harder times that will come out uh, on top. So, yes, thank you for pulling your charts up there, Lou. Market's definitely a little bit confused. Not too much more to add there, of course, guys. If you like this, share, you know, subscribe, turn on your notifications. But, um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for the chat today, gentlemen. Is there anything else that you boys wanted to add? Yeah, I've got one more thing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, if you want to learn more about charts or trading in general, come along to the free webinar on the 27th of Feb held by Lou in Discord. Yep, please, please come. Um, it's a webinar about how explaining how I lost 80% of my account in FTX and how I'm trading that way, how I'm going to, how I am trading that back and how I'm actually progressing doing that as well. Um, 
Yeah, and also just to hinge on Craig and Craig's message before, plan, prepare. It's like going to the gym. Like you should be interacting with the market, even if it's in a bear market. Like when the bull market comes and if you're not fit and in practice, um, when the big game comes, you're not going to be ready and, and you will miss out on making a lot of money, which you deserve to make. It's there. It's easy. It's, you deserve to make it. So yeah, check out our Discord. It's popping off. That's why it's there to help everyone. Beautiful. Uh, Reese, you had something else to say? Oh, no, you said that it. was it. The webinar. Beautiful. Well, guys, all your links that you need are below here. Uh, if you're on the podcast, please do jump into our Discord or hit up the Trader Cobb website. Ask any questions there in the chat bot or you'll see it in the description there as well. Thank you once again, Reese and Lou, and to our lovely audience. If you have any questions, by the way, chuck it in the comments. We'll get back to you and answer anything that you have. And, of course, the Discord group is there for us to do that daily. So thank you very much, gentlemen. This has been brought to you by BitGet, and I hope you all have a great day. Let's see if we can get some momentum from the markets and start to get some really good conditions again. Cheers, guys. <laughs>